0: Welcome to Blue Collar Mystics, the the under-the-hood approach to the depths of human consciousness. So many mysteries, so little time, so many big words. That's why we aim to take the mystical and make it practical, usable in your everyday life. And you know, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your story What happened when you started asking yourself the real questions? Like, who am I? What is this? Is it a hologram? Is this some kind of weird cosmic joke? Hey, these are the questions that we are trying to get to the bottom of as we explore the final rabbit hole together here as Blue Collar Mystics. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Really excited to have you here. I'm already seeing love coming through. I uh, really appreciate that. And we're excited for this stream in particular. I have a couple of amazing folks who are going to join me. And just before we get into it, I want to give a quick shout out to my good friends at Contentsafe. Contentsafe.co. They don't pay me any money, but I wanted it to sound like they did because that makes you know, makes people feel more professional and shit. But uh, I use their service because I think it's amazing. Uh, And if you know anybody who's a content creator and they get sick of uploading videos to BitChute that aren't even racist, then you might want to give these guys a call. They're pretty amazing. Um, I just finished one of the coolest events I've ever finished in my life. I was honored to be a part of Contact at the Cabin. They call CAC. Manifestation Magic on the Mountain with Joe Roop, Brandon Powell. A lot of amazing people were there. The Grimerica guys are the coolest ever. And uh, we had an amazing time. It went so well that we are adding another event for next year. Contact the cabin Magic on the Mountain, Mount Shasta. Here we go. Uh, Super excited. And then last but not least, our next big live stream is going to be streaming live across the pond with my friends, uh, Paul Cope, uh, Daniel James, and Indy Rajpal. It's going to be a coaches, coaching, coaches of coaching the coaches episode uh, of some really amazing uh, thinkers. So uh, without further ado, I want to just go ahead and have everybody hop in here. Uh, what's up, my good friend, uh, James Thomas, and my lovely friend, Tiff, all the way from uh, Texas. How's it going? Hey. Everybody? Awesome. Awesome. Uh,
1: Thanks for thank
2: having
0: you. me. Thank you all for being here. No, I've been wanting to have you for a long time. Uh, if anybody is uh, paying attention to the RSS feed, Tips Wake Up story came out today, and if if we can coordinate it, I think it's always fun to do that and have somebody on the same day. Um, so, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and for hopping on today. Thank you. So uh just before we got started, you were say, talking a little bit about uh a class that you're taking and i'm I'll be interested to maybe get a little bit deeper into this, but I did want to talk about sovereignty today. James and I started the day talking, and you know, I have just been honking everywhere i go it's pretty It's pretty incredible i can 't even help myself i just i 'm just honking and if anybody's a, against uh a demonstration, a peaceful protest uh I wonder about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems a little curious to me, you know, when, when we're talking about the people who are, couldn't be any more the proletariat, you know, and I have heard some interesting takes, let's just say, uh, about it. And I, you know, I'm not fired up about anything, but I am a big, big fan of sovereignty, of autonomy, of being able to live free, of not telling me what to do, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, uh, this thing we own ourselves, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so, you know, from a philosophical standpoint, I think it's important to own all of that, right. And own our attitude, own our behavior, own every aspect of ourselves because that's what we're going to put out into the world. And that's what the mirror is going to reflect back. So I know Tiff, you are also an advocate for human sovereignty. Uh And um <clears throat> we've had a lot of conversations just you and i you know talking about all this because things can get muddy and super confusing and um you know i just kind of wanted to chat about it and see you know what are your what are your thoughts how do you simplify this idea what's your sort of philosophy surrounding it
1: yeah so like i always call myself a rule breaker and then at one point i had a session uh with someone it was a really cool session he poured tea and then we did a improv, uh, back and forth. And, um, and I kept asking him, where would you like me to do this? But he said, there's no, there's no rules. I'm like, Oh, Oh, thank God. Because I always call myself a rule breaker. He's like, I like to say I'm irreverent. And, um, and I love that. And I think that somewhat goes like hand in hand with sovereignty, like really, owning, owning this. And so I have for a long time had a pretty difficult interaction, you know, with some of my family, right. Which a lot of us, you know, do. And when I started taking ownership and, and reflecting back upon myself, uh, which again is its own aspect of sovereignty when we're not, when we're not, um, blaming others. So it's not just about, um, that we want to make decisions for our own physical, our own body, but it's also taking, taking ownership of our, uh, decisions. And when I started to do that, the relationship dynamic began to change. And sometimes it'll creep back in where I'm not looking at myself and, and then, oh my gosh, what do you know? The relationship starts to struggle again. So, um, I, and I, one, like a spiritual teacher of mine talked about like, in spirituality, like when working sorry, my necklace is backwards. <laughs> when working with um you know in the other realms in the ether and and you know tapping into the woo-woo we're opening ourselves up and again coming back into the knowingness that we're got we're gods, we're creators, we're sovereign beings, we're un Am I allowed to curse on this?
0: Yes. Fuck yeah. with no. the ball,
1: really no, if we own that. And so but for some reason in this world so many of us like are so fearful and like forget that and it's like wait no i that's not you can't tell me what like i'm bigger i'm bigger than this this physical form and uh so i don't know that's my hot hot take
0: Hot take. I agree. I couldn't agree more. We're definitely bigger than this physical form. There's so much to us. Rumi would say, you are not the a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. And uh, if that doesn't scream, you know, you have it all within you. I, I really don't know what does. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to this idea, I, I just, you know, it's, it's kind of a paradox, right? Because, you know, from the collective mentality, it's like, we're all one. So you should just do whatever to make everything go smoothly, right? You could make that uh, argument, you know, but at the same time, we're also all separate, right? So it's a bit of a paradox. And, uh, and so I think that's where people kind of get tripped up and kind of confused because uh, the paradox, uh, it, it resolves. It resolves with that infinite within us, uh, but also the, the boundaries that we inhabit are our own, right? Like we have, everyone has the right to exist, you know, like you have the right to exist. And as long as you're not hurting anybody else, you know, ain't don't start none, won't be none. James, I know you have a great take on this. Uh, I'd love to hear
3: uh, a couple of thoughts, if you don't mind. Can you hear me? Well, uh, yeah, I can hear you. I, <laughs> you know... I don't even know where to begin with this subject, to be honest, but I can say that my whole life I've refused to um, succumb to some kind of authority that claims that they have control over me. I mean, yes, if you're behaving in a criminal way, and when I say criminal, I don't mean um, victimless crime. I mean, actual criminal behavior. Yeah, you need to be dealt with. But for the most part, people who are not criminals, no one has a right over them. And you have a right to your liberty, to your pursuit of happiness, and a lot of authoritative um, governments and institutions feel otherwise. And there is nothing. There's there's no greater um, display and example of that than this last couple years.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been really. I think it's like intentionally confusing and, and hypocritical um, mm. <clears throat> in a lot of ways, you know, because everyone, either has it's either one way or it's not. You can't really have that with both ways. And I really think the tide is turning at this point where people are like, we're tired of these things. We don't want to do this anymore. When I was in LA and I would have never predicted this, but when I was in LA, nobody was wearing a mask. People were out and about and, you know, based on what I read, like read or see on the internet or whatever, you know, I would think that LA would be one of those places where, you know, people would definitely be complying, but you know, while we were out there, there was an impromptu dance party and like people were having drum circles on the beach. And I mean, people just are, they want to live life, you know, and I can't blame them for that. Life is worth living. It's, it's an amazing experience. Um, so, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, I think a lot of conjecture and just like a lot of complicated um, arguments. That if you could use something simple like the Trivium method of critical thinking or uh, something like that, then it would be really easy to see the uh, the fallacies that are in a lot of these arguments. Um, you know, it's 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 almost attacking too. It's like you can't make anybody do anything. I dare you to try. The human spirit is indomitable. and You cannot conquer it it's just not gonna happen ever seen cool hand luke that's like Mm -hmm. one of the most badass movies ever you know and now we've got these folks up in canada canadian people they're the nicest people like you can't like
2: (laughs) i love this
0: i mean what are you gonna say about these people who are completely nonviolent? they want one thing and one thing only and then they're going home you know and um you know, there's, it's not about sides here either. You know, that's not the point the the beautiful thing about understanding the idea and the concept of sovereignty that you own yourself, which is maybe the one undeniable truth that I could pull out of the, of the reality sort of soup and be like, look, this is pretty definitive here as far as objectivity goes uh, is once we accept that, then we can pull out whatever out of the suitcase and into all kinds of different topics and ideas and theories. It's all on the table at that point because there's, you know, there's no threat to your life. As soon as you know, it's like, there's no threat to my life. I'm not threatening Tiff's life. She's not threatening mine or James or vice versa. Boom. We can really dive deep. We can talk about whatever. And it's all okay. And on the table at that point. And that's what I think is so important about this
3: uh, topic. Yeah. Well, I think you said the correct word there is death, right? Is the media is using our fear of the unknown to control our output? Yeah. Right? And people get sick, people die, and uh, now that they they've got everybody all up in a tiff, or sorry, didn't mean to uh, use your name, but, <laughs> but everybody all up in a roar um, to. They got everybody up all in a roar to, um, to respond to this fear, right? And it's the fear of losing. It's the fear of losing your grandmother. It's the fear of losing your mother. It's the fear mm-hmm. of losing your own life that now we think. And, you know, and I keep on saying this. Our imaginations are magic. Our emotions are our power. And our focus is where our magic happens. And now the news has gotten you. If you're in, in in fear, to take your imagination and you and take something that is not happening to the people you love at this moment, and use that against yourself. And now you're running around taking your magic and creating all this fear inside of you for something that hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, and and it's this, like this got me. For
1: it feels really conscious, like it feels like. Like they know we're magic. They know we don't know we're magic. And so they know that they're doing that and that we are creating that. It's like, uh, it's so painfully obvious to, like, observe. And and then you see, like, as we begin, as more and more people begin to realize what's happening, still not realizing their magic and their power, but, like, a lot more people coming to the surface about it and a lot more more things even like you know the the use of plant medicine and all these things are coming to to the surface and people are aware and they're just like it's like they're chickens with their heads cut off they don't know what to do because it's like they're losing control and it's like when you're like in in a in a argument with someone or like you just can't it's like they're just irrational. And it's almost like they're, uh, I don't know, acting like children to an extent about it. Just like it's Wile e. Coyote everywhere. It's like Looney Tunes land. And it's just like, it's just getting more and more comical to watch the show of what's going on and to like, and then, but then you, but you do, you assume that everybody's watching this and following it too. But like you said, oh, and go into places like LA and it's like, you know, so few, I'm super surprised about that. Like I just did not expect it. I mean, I'm in Texas. So like Texas is the sovereign state, if anything, you know? So like, I'm like, oh, I'm going there. But like, so that's awesome to, to hear that it's spreading. Um, people are just done.
3: Yeah. I mean, sorry, go ahead, James. It it always comes back to critical thinking because pre-pandemic there was 50 million people that died of the flu in 2008. The news wasn't telling us about that. The news didn't care about that because business as usual was continuing. They needed something to get everybody in a while to have the largest transfer of wealth in human history. Mm. And the reality is, is we were responsible for protecting our health, the whole time before this, and now all of a sudden, the government's going to protect us. Well, you're not giving away free healthcare. You're not doing any of these other things, but you're here to protect us now. You care? If you care, get the get the poison out of the water. Get the poison out of the food. Get control over these uh, banks that are destroying economies. But they don't. They're not. None of that is interesting. They want us to be afraid of things. You know, like You. I remember going. Uh, Sometimes was like. 2008 or 2009, I pulled up to a, a drive through and the fucking worker who was working puked out the fucking drive through window. <laughs> that motherfucker went to work with the goddamn flu. And this is, this is the real problem is people needed to make health decisions and still go into their minimum wage jobs instead of getting the care that they need, fearing that they're going to not be able to pay their rent. Mm. And then, so they have everybody. And, then, and when I say they, in this particular instance, I mean the media, the people who control the three or four or five corporations that control the output of the information that's making it across our airwaves. I know about things I shouldn't know because they want me to know about it. It's crazy, there's no critical thinking. And, And the fact that that absence of critical thinking in our education system has literally made people lose their minds and come at war, brothers and sisters, mothers and, and, and children. People are fighting at the dinner table over, over their sovereignty. And the ones that know are being scapegoated into being uh, they don't care and this or that. You know, and, and, and ultimately, nobody owns you. Nobody. Nobody can tell you what to do. And it's your job to take care of yourself. If you feel like you're at risk, you should stay home. Yeah. Because nobody's coming to save you either.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, they're just not. That's a fallacy. Yeah. Let's talk about fallacies. Uh, but one thing I want to say real quick, and I, I learned this this weekend more so now than ever. And I always, you know, we have a sneaking suspicion. We have this intuition and it tells us things about ourselves. You know, there are some things that I wish I would have kind of chased more about my intuition or whatever. But, you know, through learning this weekend, doing the breath work, you know, uh, talking about posture and, and all these different things at the at the retreats, like, Dude, we are ancient technology. We are. It's right. It's so close. The things you can do. You're fucking yes. magic. You have yes. so much. of it. it's like Melissa said. They they know that we know that they don't know that we don't. But if you understand for just one second, this is where I think we get tricked into thinking that we're you know uh, into maybe doing some things that are stupid is, and 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 messing up our critical thinking is we have a belief that we don't think we can that we think you know we we're not good enough we're we're not incapable you know uh but we really do have the tools there within us they're completely innate and there's no lack here there's no there's nothing but abundance you, you know there's so much that the human body can do it's absolutely incredible and uh i've learned a lot about that and i learned a lot about just people coming together and just just creating together coming together form a community it doesn't have to be uh you don't have to You know, change the world in one fell swoop, but get together with some people who you have uh, some common ideas with and hang out and have a party, cook some hot dogs or some uh, some tofu brats or whatever, you know, uh, whatever it is. And get together and just start entertaining that, you know. Um, I, Like I said, I was so encouraged seeing, see. And I was blown away, too. I was shocked seeing people out in, about in L.A., you know, of all the places. But even there, what they're telling you on the news, it ain't true, folks. It's just simply not true. And at a certain point, how many times can you hear the word uh, uh, alt-right conspiracy theorist before it just doesn't have any fucking poison in it anymore? It's just uh-huh. devoid of any you know, uh, any, any, uh, anything whatsoever, uh, that is true or stingy. It's, it's, there's nothing that it doesn't sting anymore. It's like, if you just say fuck a hundred times, you know, by the, like the 60th time, it's like, all right, dude, we get it. Right. Like, or crying wolf or what have you,
1: but people are ready. People are so ready. And the gathering thing, like it's, uh, it's really cool to witness and participate in it like regularly and uh and, and 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 the love that comes from strangers gathering like again when you're not putting that into that media that the news that programming and you're out with actual humans and interacting there and you're seeing each other's souls it's uh, you're living in a different reality, a different version of what they're showing us. And and so that's like where we're supposed to be. I sometimes struggle with like in my own world, uh, like moving here to Austin to be. To be close to my parents for my son, and now my son's going to like a regular school, and so I'm like, oh, part of me is like, oh God, I want to run to Guatemala, like so bad, and just go play in the woods. So I'm like uh, in this state of it, but I also think like those of us that are open and are aware, we're planted in certain spaces. Uh, for the gift of just whether it's in conversation, just in your energy, just in who we're meeting and, and like drawing magnetically in. Um, Like I'm here at this time right now for a purpose and um, to just kind of dabble in and tip tap in, like just bring more more people and, and kind of playing with the energy of that. But talk about where magic, like I drop Fox off at school and then I go down to the river and I meet a girlfriend and we start like singing and chanting. And then like the clouds form this rainbow. We're like all this stuff. We're like, dude, we made the thing. And we're like, so, so sober. But like, yeah, it's woo woo, but it's also true. Like we are way more magical than we allow ourselves to believe. Cause it's scary to, to, be sovereign in that also, because how much power comes from that. And it's kind of easier to to not and to just kind of float along because then it can get uncomfortable when you're like on that other side of it.
0: That's really well put. And that's the thing I think that, you know, is intimidating, right? It's like, oh no, if I if I claim my power, I'm going to have to live by it but you don't realize how badass and much fun you're going to have once you make that decision until you make it. Like, it does seem overwhelming. It's like, uh, I don't want to make more than 30 grand because I don't have to pay more in taxes. Well, well you know, no uh, shit, you're going to have to pay more. In ta- but why would you, you know, if you make 100 grand, maybe you're going to pay 60, but you keep 100 grand. Why would you not want more money? I understand, but these are the things, that my brain works the same way where it's like, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll just... You know, and, and there's uh, also uh, benefits to like making less money or, you know, figuring out different ways to not pay as much tax or whatever. But, you know, the point is simple. It's like simply that we we sometimes might, you know, cheat ourselves in order to make it just easier on ourselves in some
3: way or whatever that excuse is. You know, um, there is no such thing as anarchy. There is only tyranny.
2: Mm. And-
3: and when you get into coercion and force that is pure evil coercing you don't have to coerce me to make a good decision coercion is force it's another way and there's a lot going there's a lot of coercion going on but i tell you what what doesn't what makes sovereignty work is you're not afraid of dying because you know you aren't ever going to die. You may lose your meat bag, but you ain't going to die, all right? And this is what makes sovereign people dangerous because mm. you can't take take away this. What, are you going to put me in a box? Are you, you going to shoot me because I don't agree with you? It ain't going to make you right. I'll make you make me uh, um, a, a, an example, and I will stand up for what I believe in I am not controllable. You cannot make me do something that is not right in my heart.
1: And that makes some people so mad. Man, when they can't control you and you just like uh like certain uh, some ones that are just like it just gets their goat like when they just can't. They can't or they can't even get you to to like interact in that way and it's like no it's just not gonna happen Tiff, but
3: i want feel- you to be afraid of what i am afraid of why aren't you afraid of what i'm afraid of tiff i i can't even be in the same room with you because you aren't afraid of the and how to share the fears that i feel selfish of you yeah it's like <laughs> i'm just the biggest piece of shit on the world because i don't share your fear and the fear that isn't even yours it's the fear that somebody else put in you by a media source or by culture because culture is another weapon of the status quo.
0: And yeah. And you know, what do we understand about coercion, right? Like the strings, right? Like us, we all know the book, Reality Transurfing, right? Like that's a, that's one book that talks about the idea of energetic informational structures in the term of pendulum. And what are the three things that a pendulum needs to keep you on their hook? It's guilt duty and obligation you if you don't do this you're a bad citizen if you don't do what i think you should do then you are threatening me if you you know if you uh if if you don't speak up then you're doing the wrong thing i remember being called out like when i er- first found out about these uh these principles in a bar one night by some girl who said i was just evil because i wasn't going to you know, jump onto her, you know, group of protests. It's like, I'm working on a bit right now about protesting where it's like, what do you think, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like.
1: <laughs> it's funny you're talking about that because I, I went to like one of the cuddle puddles early on. And
0: <laughs> I love that term. i got to go to a cuddle puddle. I mean, I probably just dissolve.
1: So someone asked me, um, you know, well, do you have... Uh, concerns about, you know, people's, it's hard to say, like the things people are protesting about or things that are going wrong in the world. And I was like, no. And I was so judged for that, but I was like, just hear me out. I think it's because of, again, going back to the sovereignty and just knowing the like greater picture of like what I choose to, I don't want to put an energy into that and intention into that. I just want to put energy into like, into, yeah, no guilt, no obligation. Exactly. Just like, just really focus on what is my Dharma? What am I here for? And how can I fully authentically be me? And then I'll be a vibrational match for those who I'm supposed to connect with and, and letting go of the fear of being liked by everyone is again, like that it's another fear that's ingrained in us. And, and as a parent, I'm like trying to not do that to my kid. Like, but like, I need to be, need to be liked by everyone. So I need to do this, this and that I can't out have, outbursts, or I can't dress this way, or I can't do this, or I can't jump naked in the river or whatever. And so now I'm doing like all the opposite things, all the things that I just, and it's so fun. And so <laughs> it's like another aspect of like living in chaos. Like, if, like we were talking about that on the call is like that need for that stuff. So now I'm doing it in a way it's just like No, I'm just like going, just like fearlessly. I'm just doing all the things and I'm just gonna play with the world. And, and it's, it's, there's freedom in that. And it's another aspect of that, that freedom. And when you start to get a taste of it, when you first like take the, the dive in and you feel how good it feels and how alive you feel and, and, and that to be on that frequency, because I think it also has to do with our, our frequency, because we're not in the frequency of fear. And um it doesn't mean I'm always positive. It doesn't mean I'm always lovey-dovey, but my frequency is still a little bit on a different plane, because I'm not operating out of guilt. I had a weird thing with my sister. She's like, oh, I thought you were going to I wish you would left me or I thought you were going to leave me the brisket because I'm not in town or whatever, or I'm leaving or something just like that. Like lack mentality and that like wanting to guilt thing. And I just, I just didn't succumb to it, you know? And um, I don't know, like I, and, but like to see it, in a different way where like once before I would have been like crazy reactive or apologetic or like, Oh my God. And over explain myself and stuff. And, uh, I don't know. It's just different. It's just different now.
3: You know, um, the the whole thing is with this is I believe in what I believe in. And the moment that people start believing in the news and don't want to be my friend anymore, I knew where those friendships were. I knew what that was. That was that was not a friendship. That was a convenience. And if you ain't going to give me space to make a decision about my health, pretend that I'm somehow going to affect you when your job is to protect yourself, um, you know, I'm fine. Take a walk. I don't need that kind of uh, loose friendships in my life, you know? And like that's the, the game that they're playing is pitting us against each other. Hey, Maria. Yay! am <laughs> glad everybody. you joined us. Hi. <laughs> but, but another thing I wanted to tap into is, is about, it's about our perception. See, the pandemic was the best two years of my life, my adult life. And while the whole world was burning. I healed, and it's because I didn't listen to anybody. I didn't listen to the news. I didn't listen to the fear on Facebook. I sat and paid attention to my insides, to what was going on inside of me, and I created, and I re- rekindled and, and fixed relationships that were dead in my life, and with family members that I've been at odds with my entire life. I, so much beauty came out of the pandemic. And while I, well, the well was burning and I was healing, all I was gaining is more and more sovereignty because this is a game. We're all playing a game. We all incarnated for a reason. And most of those people who are living in fear are not living their purpose. They are not living what they came here to do. And they are somebody else's puppets at that point because they are afraid to die. And I, the more that I healed during this, this pandemic, the more that that my heaven on earth, it came to be. And I can't even explain how awesome it is to understand that looking inward during crisis, because I'll say it and I say it all the time, we're never gonna be short of galactic crisis, global crisis, national crisis, local crisis, or personal crisis. And the only common denominator is you. How are you dealing with fear and uncertainty? How do you process these things? Because life was pretty goddamn beautiful for me while it was all burning. And I'm not going to, I am not going to apologize for living well, because the world is burning down all the time. It's how are you going to deal with it?
0: Yeah. Whether or not we're there, the fight will be. So you can just walk away from the fight. You don't have to engage in it. it- it's not your fight anyway. You didn't start it, you know? And uh, man, I couldn't agree with you more. The only thing I think I, I think is like, think about what kind of person a person is who wants to control someone else, okay? So that's what we're dealing with here. And not to say they're a bad person, I'm better than you, but it's like, but what does that take? What does it really take to want to control somebody? Not that they're better or worse, but what is that? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense because if you desire to to control someone else, are you? how can you be working on your higher purpose? How can you be working on yourself? You're not self-focused at all. You're not looking within. And I will tell you right now, any teacher that doesn't point you inwardly uh, is not based. We'll just say that. Maria, I'm so glad you could join us. It's great to see you. Hi.
2: Hi. I walked into something hot. (laughs) <laughs> Damn. Yeah,
0: we're, we're talking about sovereignty, about o- owner that, self-ownership.
2: That's, that's awesome. I just got through um, actually facilitating a uh, blood ritual. It was a moon cycle group with uh, some of my survivors. And it was intense. And we're talking about the same fucking thing. It, it, it's like the totalitarian shit shows. I mean, pick one. It's going to go on and on and on. Nothing new here. We just have more technology.
0: Yep. Blood ritual.
2: I love. (laughs) Yes. Girl, what? Yes. That's right in my alley.
1: Right in my alley. I love that. I mean,
2: we're just getting down. We're talking about the quality of our blood, the smell Mm -hmm. of it, the taste of it. What you can do with it. And there's no Satanism involved. Holy moly. (laughs) It it was good. It was really good. And then I walk in here and I'm like, whoa,
0: James. James and I, we've been fired up all day. We've been honking. I want to hear. I want
2: to hear. What did I miss?
0: I just, I just, I'm walking around (laughs) and I'm just honking at everybody like a Canada goose. I'm just honking and honking (laughs) and honking. honking. Everybody's like, hey, neighbor. I'm like, "Ah, ah, beep, (laughs) beep, baby, let's go. How can you be against you know, how can you be against what is happening right now? CNN uh, can't even call them white supremacists.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious. I've been called a brown, white supremacist. <laughs> I mean, like, hello? Why? Because I won't hate men? Like, F off. Ridiculous.
0: Hilarious. Yeah, yeah I mean... I, one one of the points that I made just a little bit ago is like, how many times can you call somebody a certain thing before it just doesn't sting anymore? Like there's no lead in the pencil anymore. It's over. You know, You're, they're wearing this rhetoric out to where people just don't care. And the younger kids, at least from my perspective, the ones that I've been around, you know, like my brother's his early 20s they don't believe shit. They're not buying it. They knew what a deep fake was coming out the womb, you know, and they're not buying any of this kind of stuff either. That's why, you know, I was just saying that at the early, at the earlier part that when I was in, even when I was in LA, like nobody was, uh, complying with the mandates. They were just doing their thing. And, uh, I was blown away by that and really encouraged. So I'm actually quite optimistic. I really think the tide is turning you know, on, a, on, a, on on this stuff, because people are realizing how simple and basic a, the human right of self-ownership is. I mean, it's, it's so simple. Like, yeah. how, how do you explain it, Maria? And like the most brass tacks?
2: My fucking body, my choice. Fuck off. What I do is none of your fucking business. What you do is none of my fucking business. Let's just leave it at that. That's I mean that I is, mean.
0: is so simple a kindergartner with a really dirty mouth could 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 understand
2: that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. love this yes. Body Mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have Mercury and my Midheaven in the tenth house in Scorpio, so you know I have no filters. I don't care. I, my first detention was actually in nursery school, and I didn't speak English. <laughs> What I was emoting was a lot of just anger and just, you know, fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. I need to pee now. Now.
3: You just gave me a flashback. My first, uh, so we had corporal punishment in school. Yes. And uh, I wanted to use the bathroom and the teacher didn't allow me to. So I walked up to the front of the classroom and this is my first lesson in repressed laughter. This made me a comedian forever. I walked up to the front of the classroom and I pissed right in the garbage can right in front of everybody. Right on. And, and everybody got who laughed got their ass beat. And it was worth the ass beating, to you. be honest. And my parents gave me ice cream afterwards.
2: Right on. Uh,
3: right on. It was like, I was like, I'm being rewarded to go against the state.
2: Right on. I kind As of you was should the same be. Thing. I kind <laughs> of did the same thing. Only we were sitting, so there was a puddle that was growing. It's like... You won't let me go. I'm not going to fucking hold it, dumbass.
0: <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah.
2: I outed myself. Oh, my God. But then again, I followed you, James. What thing is <laughs> yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, school does a number on us. It really does. And, um, you know, if, I think if we can be vig- vigilant and diligent about it, then we can... We can help to pad the and insulate the minds of the youth that are coming up through school but for you know a lot of us that didn't know that it was we knew we kind of knew it was a joke but like we were forced to take it seriously you know but uh you know john taylor gatto talks a lot about the seven lesson school teacher how he doesn't teach english or math he teaches class position obedience to authority provisional self-esteem you know those are the lessons that are being taught in school. And those are just three of them there. He, I can't remember all seven, but, but it's exactly right. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it that that he's exactly right. He won. He, he actually wrote that op-ed in the New York times when he won New York state teacher of the year. He, He just, he just lampooned the entire, industry of education. that's exactly, you know, what it is, but that's where a lot of our limiting beliefs come from. That's where we find, that's where we find out that we're not allowed to, we can't do it ourselves. We need somebody else to help us. But in reality, this ancient technology, it doesn't need, it doesn't need any, anybody else. It doesn't need somebody else to tell us uh, how to do things or or what to do. Um, You know, like there's so much that we're capable of it's really truly mind blowing and you hear it. It's so cliche, right? Like if you're new, you're like, it's all within you. It's all within me, blah, blah, blah. But it really is true. And it's not the sense that like, you know, uh, it's all within you. Like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of, there's a lot of ways I guess that you could interpret that. Um, What it, what it, what it truly means is like literally everything. Everything is within you. You're connected to the infinite source of all creations, the whole infinite soup you have access to through your heart. And your mind is here in the physical realm, right? And these two things are working together to, to have this experience. Bless you, sir.
3: Oh, uh, and <laughs> you said the very key name there. John Taylor Gatto. Yeah. And John Taylor Gatto did a lot of research, but one of the most important things that his research brought was proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that critical thinking was removed from the education system in America, starting with uh, New York city and the Rockefeller um, foundation in the, I believe it was the early 1900s. And really ever since people need reward they need to the provisional self-esteem. They need to be told it's okay. They need all these things. They that they, they didn't have a methodology for fear and uncertainty, which is the trivia method of thinking. Mm-hmm. Not, not what to think, how, learning how to think. Yeah. And I, I really feel like we need to tackle some of that today because man, if you really go over logical fallacies and and start to um Start to understand, I believe there's 48 um, formal fallacies. There's even more informal ones. But you, when you start getting into appeal to authority, appeal to antiquity, oh, we've been in business since 1788. Like that's better than somebody who started a business with new technology today. You know, the appeal to authority says, you know, you should listen to your president, listen to your teacher, even your mother is giving an appeal to authority when she tells you to wear your jacket and says, because I'm your mother, that is an appeal to authority. The difference between your mother and the government is your mother definitely has your best interest in mind. The government doesn't, you know, and you can get deeper into, we can go talk about straw men and red herrings and I mean, it's endless. We don't even have enough time here today to get truly into fallacies, but they are uttered by these politicians by these media sources continuously. And what they are, are flaws in logical thinking. They do not add up to the conclusion. And they use this rhetoric to scare you because you're afraid of death, you're afraid of getting sick, and you're afraid of losing things. And they use this rhetoric. And you don't know. You just hear these things. And you don't really know that this, this misuse of logic is actually happening. And so I, I want to talk about
2: Mind control. It really is. It's trauma-based mind control. Let's scare the shit out of you. Let's pick every facet of your life and let's just fuck it up. And we're just going to spew bullshit and you're going to fall for it because the media, that's what they do.
0: Yeah. They're, they're capitalizing on uncertainty. Right. And that like, That idea that where we don't think we can do it or we don't think we're enough, but like the certainty that really can come from within. I think that's where like the sovereignty idea comes in. And then as far as metering things out, let's talk a little bit about the Trivium, James. I think that's excellent. You know, this is a a a very practical, usable uh, model that uh, can be used literally to learn anything and to detect bullshit uh, and lies uh, without having to do really all that much work. Uh, will
3: you give us a quick overview of the trivium yeah absolutely so the uh, trivium method of thinking involves a three-part um, system of grammar logic and rhetoric and grammar is the pieces it's the it's the expression the pieces before they're expressed and the logic is how those pieces go together and the rhetoric is how the expression comes and so uh, logical fallacies are parts of of that expression and that rhetoric that are, don't make sense. And so when you, we talk about um, an appeal to authority or even worse, here's the most common one, an ad hominem attack. You know, um, we'll use a, a, a good example is, um, you know, if I say that Hitler had something to do with the design of the VW bug and you say, well, Hitler was a goddamn murderer and, uh, and he genocide and this and that that's a very true fact, but that doesn't mean that he didn't do the thing that we're talking about right here. All right. And that, that is an attack to make sure it's an attack on the person and attack on the arguer and not an attack on the argument. It's not, and so, you know, the, the ad hominem is very common when somebody gets emotional and they have nothing, they just call you a fuckface or a shithead or an asshole or whatever, because they don't actually have, an argument that stands up to logic, and, and the, the ad hominem attack is a constant thing. You'll right now it's going on to Joe Rogan. Joe, I mean, everybody wants to talk about Joe fucking Rogan, but he's just a podcaster. When there's really something else bigger going on up north, right? That's everybody's discussion. Is this this free speech? Free speech. Well, you know what? Free speech means unpopular opinion because you need unpopular opinion to be able to speak freely. And so if you want to even be able to have the discussion, you got to be able to tolerate things that you don't like.
0: Yeah, that's good. I love the model and it's, uh, you know, it's just like a, Actually, I could probably I'll I'll look it up. It's a triangle. It's not this one, right? It's it's a it's 4 a three <laughs> four
3: five triangle. And this yeah, mirror is yeah. going
0: backwards, the camera, so it's real so you know, uh-huh. uh it's tricky. But no, yeah, it's a three, four, five triangle. Uh grammar, logic, and rhetoric, right? Like grammar are the pieces, the Legos. Logos, uh, logic is putting them together, and then rhetoric is explaining how it's done—the process itself. And like as you just said, those uh, those <clears throat> those fallacies, those logical fallacies, you're used all the time. Watch one debate, and they'll address one thing, and then the other person it'll be their turn, and they'll say, "Well, so and so voted on such and such," and that's an ad that ad hominem attack. One one of my favorites is like a, an Ayn Rand ad hominem attack. Because if I'm talking to somebody and then they start hauling off about how terrible Ayn Rand is and all this stuff, I'm like, did you ever read any of her books? <laughs> the answer is usually no. You know what I'm saying? Like she might've been like the worst person ever, but some of the ideas that she had are excellent. And I would challenge anyone to try and, uh, uh, try and topple her in, in an argument when it comes to objectivism. She made a lot of really good points. I'm not an objectivist but at the same time i'm not just going to throw out an argument that somebody made just because i don't like them you know even a broken clock is right twice a day so <clears throat> you know there's a lot of different uh, ways that people get manipulated and tricked into believing something that is not true but yeah i highly encourage everybody to spend some time with the trivium the trivium is ancient technology itself it is uh it was taught to the slaves uh, the 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 uh, in greece when they became free. So that was the first thing that they learned after that, the quadrivium, and then they were allowed to study philosophy. But uh, but if you can't, you know, figure out a, 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 an easy argument, if you can't um, protect yourself against something like that, then you ha- really have no business studying philosophy, which is kind of like what has happened, I think, in the New Age movement. <clears throat> People don't have the critical thinking tools, some of them, not all of them, but some, some people don't have the critical thinking tools to, to know that they're being completely taken advantage of, you know, and just hoodwinked basically. But with that model, you can learn anything. You can literally learn anything that with using that and taking the grammar or the pieces of it. It's just like, if you've ever learned anything ever in your life and you have, you first learn a little bit of the vocabulary terms. You get a piece of paper with a list of terms. Then you learn how those terms work together. And then you explain how those terms work together. That's the process of everything pretty much. So yeah, definitely check that, that out.
1: <clears throat> that sounds fantastic. I love it. And it's so hard to deal with um, like the individuals in the argument that uh, like, when you're trying to be logical, so I'm excited to to look into this and to use this because it's so hard when I'm trying to like just be calm and logical and uh but it's like almost like they there's a wall that they can't receive that and it's just like the frustration and then it does, it goes to literally name calling and and, and then kind of going back into the timeline and remembering grievances and, and like how dare you's and all that when it's like we're now we're discussing this topic and uh and so like that's what we should talk about in a calm manner but it's like when you're again when you're when you're in that state it's like it it just for sometimes it's really hard to and it's almost like you want i want to like for me i'm a runner i'm just like oh forget it i'm just i'm gone i'm done i'm just like forget i'm gonna go back go run away again but uh yeah, so that's that's helpful because it's sometimes it's hard to to um to live in this society and um and and to be a free thinker. It's very very hard to be a free thinker and um and to be able to uh share that and um especially as a female and as a mother and a child and uh and like knowing inherently that I uh have this wisdom within and it not being respected or receive is like, and then watching my little person <clears throat> being not respected and in, in being sovereign or being allowed uh, to, to express his anger and express his feelings and be upset and just like observing as he's being molded by others and forced to like, succumb to these rules and and I'm just like mortified at it and and it just pushes me to the other spectrum again. So yeah, that's some good knowledge and I'm looking forward to looking into that tool.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, the when we work through from the spirituality and creation, like our intuition really guides the way, right? Like the heart. And What I think needs to happen, though, is it should be also measured against the mind, the critical thinking mind. They both need to line up. Otherwise, it's just not a match. And, uh, you know, it it takes some time to get to that point. But like that's how people get emotionally, you know, I think taken advantage of. So very often is things are happening and they're, they're they're having these emotional experiences. But things are not lining up critically with that, like the trivium or in a in a in a in a logical way and they can both happen. And in fact, they should both happen because maybe always means no. So if it's not a match of both, like the heart and the mind together, then I would advise that uh, maybe it's not for you. It's not your thing. Um, so yeah. So Facebook user, the power of both. Yes. Facebook user. Um, <laughs> I <love> her name. <laughs> That's the CIA right there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's actually Karen Lies. Oh, Karen, yeah! Yeah, she's definitely not CIA. <laughs> oh, no. And again, maybe she is. Hey, I'm looking for I give, You got and any thoughts? Know, you got any money? Um, the, uh,
3: the Trivium also has, you know, another component to it, which is called the Quadrivium. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Quadrivium, with Nick, when combined with the trivium, allows you to not only learn any subject, but allows you to teach and create your own subjects because it's a real understanding of the metaphysical universe. And the quadrivium is number, arithmetic, arithmetic number, geometry number in space, music number in time, and astronomy number in time and space. Now, once you unlock the actual code behind that, you can create any subject, and you can be a powerful creator. And this is part of a classical education that was completely removed in the early 1900s. And guess what? All the people that control us to send their kids to private schools, they're taught all these things. <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't you know it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I remember, so my wake up and I, and I will share like as a post on the podcast too, but my wake up began with me realizing how stupid I was. And it was embarrassing. Like I was, my, my, my mind was shattered, you know, and my heart was too. I was like, oh my God, I realized that I had been, man, a word is coming up in my mind that I, I really shouldn't say, but I had been, uh, I had been roadblocked as far as like the ability to learn. I had been found dead ends and dead ends. And I did not have the tools at that time to to think for myself, to make a good decision, to think critically, to understand what a fallacy was. And I realized that, holy shit, like that I should have learned this stuff 10 years, 12 years ago, a dozen years ago. And I was like 30 years old and I had no idea uh, what was going on. But all I knew was that i was uh, underdeveloped like very very underdeveloped and so i think you know we kind of all are from the school system if we go to that uh public school but it doesn't mean that you can't learn now uh and um that trivium method is the it's a perfect it's really the perfect thing to start with uh the quadrivium is not something that i have been able to implement or learn myself just yet it's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to it. It's, I have the book on it. It's, it's beautiful, but it's like, man, it's a lot. But I feel like because we're not equipped with the basic tools, that's how we get taken advantage of in the long run. Uh, and then we also are so uncertain and not believing in ourselves because we don't have those tools. Uh, then now here we are like kicking the can and kicking the can and just hoping that somebody comes to save us, but nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. Nobody's That coming. is a fact. you got to save yourself. Mm-hmm. If you could save yourself, you'd save us all. To quote the worst band ever, Ween sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, never,
1: I don't think I've ever listened to anything by Ween.
0: I, I, when I first heard him, I was driving across the country with a friend of mine, and this was like early 2000s, and he kept playing them for me, and I was like, I hate this band. I just can't do it. <laughs> but by About Arizona... I think I was like, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I turned and because I know I I noticed that they did so many different styles of music so well, and they're very goofy and fun. So I think you'd like them, Tiff. Like, there's they definitely have a couple really good records. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you a, I'll send you a a song or two.
1: I just heard Portishead for the first time in a long time today. I was like, oh, I forgot.
3: Oh, it's good. She's her voice is incredible. Music is the, is the third part of the quadrivium. Yeah. There's a, there's a reason why we all resonate to sound, why we resonate to frequency, why we resonate to octaves and harmonics, because this is all part of our creation. Mm. And we're not taught that. We're just taught, hey, I just like this song. I just like this music. But we resonate with the stuff that we resonate with for a reason. And That's then we
1: expand out, like we really allow ourselves, like if we weren't so dense, we would just be uh, that resonance with sound and we would just be that frequency wave if, uh, you know, if we weren't, you know, impacted in this like physical super, super, super dense form.
0: I am just pasting the list of fallacies in a couple of these chats here. Uh, don't mind me. <clears throat> really, uh, really though, as far as uh, as far as this stuff goes, folks, I cannot recommend enough to check out the tri- Trivium, the Quadrivium. It is it, it it it's part of that ancient technology and wisdom, you know, uh, that we have we have been exposed to as a human race, as a society, for a very very long time, you know, with our breath um with our uh our closeness and our connection to all that is and these tools i mean we are truly 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 unstoppable it's just a matter of being able to be like wait a second this feels good but oh it doesn't make sense it doesn't check all the boxes right or this makes sense on paper but mm, doesn't feel right i'm out uh you know i really uh kind of come from the heart first sort of school that's my opinion where my intuition, I will kind of let it lead the way as far as what I'm curious about, what I'm interested in pursuing, et cetera. And then, you know, uh, once I kind of go down that road, I will uh, use my mind as kind of the co-pilot. I feel like mind is like the navigator, the one in the the seat with the map. He's like, turn here. You know, the one that strategizes and, and gets the things together, right? And so I think that's the way that those two Things can work really, really well together as you have this knowing, you have this longing, yearning, desire, um, you fancy something, uh, whatever uh, we want to, however we want to describe that. But um, that is kind of the the genesis. And then from there, it's about the mind, um, you know, just implementing the and taking the action, the masculine yang. And the feminine yin, the feminine yin, the heart that's connected, the receptive thing that's, re- that's connected to everything. And then the masculine mind right there, just waiting to, to do whatever needs to be done, you know, the, to John
3: Henry that shit, you know. Uh-huh. Hey, Owen, I, I just want to uh, kind of go over to the trivium is not easy. We make it sound really easy, but you could literally spend two years learning this subject. And, you know, I just want to implore people to take it, Piece by piece, bit by bit, and be be um, patient with yourself. Be patient with the process, really, because once you start to to peel all these pieces together and put them all together, and it really does work. And find yourself a good resource, and and go slowly, because you're not going to get re- you're not going to get a, a results overnight. It's a lot to remember. It's a lot to go over. It's a lot to understand. And, you know, and, and so there's a reason, you know, that, that they're teaching this early to um, students, you know, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts to it. And once you, you know, I mean, I don't even know all the fallacies off the top of my head. I know how to spot them, but I, I couldn't name every single one of them. And, you know, so be, be kind to yourself. If you actually take the time to learn this system, because once you do, it's the best bullshit detector in the world. And you'll be wondering why you were so easily controlled before once you start breaking it down. So be, love yourself while you're studying this and don't get frustrated. It's okay not to, be, to know it. It's okay not to be familiar with it. Baby steps. Take your time, but really, really go out and search. And uh, we'll post um, some resources where you can learn the trivium. Absolutely, we sure will, and, and we, we actually really- teach the Trivium within within our course. Correct?
0: That's exactly right. We do. We have the module designed specifically on the Trivium, as well as open systems uh, theory. You know, like uh, so. You know, <clears throat> just uh, which really has everything to do with using the Trivium, but then things are going to change, and so you have to readjust and uh and and make some tweaks everything's constantly moving but it's basically we start with the trivium and that's where we really focus and uh, we've got some great resources there absolutely happy to share some of those out too um one of our friends it was and, and it was it was when i learned the trivium that it was even you know a possibility a tool that i could use that's when i felt like Oh my God, I'm so dumb. I watched this uh, documentary called "What You've Been Missing," and that came out, I think, in 2011. I saw it in 2012, and it totally made me realize it was it, it was the one that stoned me, as they say. It made me realize uh, where I was and uh, and what I how much I didn't know. <clears throat> Which it's okay. Like if if you if you hit that point and you're like, oh my God, like I feel like I you know, it's, it's okay. You, you can get it all back. It's all within you. Um, and, um, you have access to everything. So don't worry, like James is saying, uh, just take the time to start to look through the stuff, you know, Information's never been more available than it is now. And, uh, and it's cool to practice this stuff too. If you really want to, uh, have some fun with the idea of the logical fallacies, just dial up any, uh, political debate ever in the history of all political debates, and then go through and, oh, you can make it a drinking game and you'll be hammered in about five minutes. But no, you go through and you just look through (laughs) the (laughs) <laughs> so you of just fallacies and you can just see which one they're using because they're going to use the ad hominem one probably the most, but there's a ton appeal to authority, appeal to ego. That's why that's when I give you like a really, really over the top compliment that's supposed to like trick you into like wanting to do stuff for me. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of really good fallacies out there. Actually, if you're a student of comedy, uh, Steve Martin recommends studying logical fallacies to write jokes and, uh, it makes sense because CNN is fucking hilarious at this point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rich, where 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 can you find where what you've been missing? I think you can uh, find or, it on or, YouTube. Uh, is, uh, I'll look at look right now and see if I can find it on there. It's uh, it's let me see if I can.
3: I called I you. Something- I called you, Rich. My bad. I'm sorry.
0: Oh,
1: uh, <laughs> Owen. <laughs> I think there's something to be said for um, for being in that place of, of feeling like you don't know anything. I think that that's actually a good place, a nice place to be, a fresh place to be. It's like that zero point that, like, well, now we can go anywhere. It's like realizing I know nothing, and now I have this fresh, exciting new path. It's like its own little rebirth. And um, I don't know. I think that's like... Uh, a good place to know that that's
2: such such a higher place to be as well because my experience has been and especially for myself going out and doing talks and lectures holy shit, people get offended when you start offering up like for instance my thing is the integration of the masculine and feminine and the fake feminists will come out of nowhere and all of a sudden, the name calling starts. I'm offensive. I'm offending everybody in the room. And before I know it, I'm being uh, escorted by security back to my car. I didn't uh, start.
0: I can't believe that. That's hilarious. I, I
2: can't, I, I'm not dividing, I'm unifying. Uh, and, and you take these polarities. Oh, boy.
0: Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's so weird. What is the motivation for dividing people? What is the motivation for controlling people? What are people's motivations? What is the intention behind Mm -hmm. what they're doing? That we can sense with our heart. You can sense that. And you don't need anything other than just a connection to you to sense that. And then, right, like it needs to match up here too. If it resonates, that's great. Resonation is not it. That's not all, though. You know, lots of things resonate that are that can trick you, right? Like that's how swindlers are swindlers. That's how people can take advantage of people. They're like, oh, this feels good. That's great. I'm glad it feels good. But does it check all the boxes? Does it also make sense, right? Like, is this is this critical?
2: It's totally emotional. Right. Mm -hmm. It's totally emotional that, by virtue of the fact, I have a vagina. That I should somehow think like every other vagina,
3: mm-hmm. and <laughs> be <laughs> against every penis.
0: I'm just really curious. Yeah, what is on vaginas' minds? Because I've been trying to holler. You know what I'm saying? Like, holler! <laughs> what uh, are they thinking about?
2: Are they? <laughs> do it is any... absurd. It's kind of absurd. <laughs> like I can't. I just start laughing. I'll walk away. So I'll I'll take off. Like Tiff, you were talking about. I'll just leave. Yep pretty much, or mm-hmm. just be escorted out.
0: <laughs>
2: because I'm not falling into line of their... And, and then they give you a piece of paper and they'll go, well, you agree to this. And I'm looking, I'm like, no. I've never seen this before. I don't Do know. They, probably, down, you
1: they know? don't even don't know, know, know what it. they're upset about. No. They don't even know. They don't even know. They just know they're supposed to be. They're right. supposed to think this way. Yeah, they don't actually what they're really upset with you about but they just know that oh no i'm not supposed to feel good about this and it opposes everything that i've you know been taught or told and the idea of change of any sort of like going to you know it's like it's not okay to to alter your what you've been thinking this whole time this whole time this whole time and she's making me questions so she's gotta be go because and if
0: you're triggered you might want to ask yourself a couple questions all right yeah. i was gonna say you might want to think about are you really coming from a place of critically thinking if you're triggered or are you just on a hairpin you know because somebody's saying something that you're not supposed to like Cognitive dissonance is a very real thing and we've all experienced it. Like I'm not trying to like roast people here, you know, but the truth is, is that it's, you know, it's really easy to fall into a movement or be, you know, accepted into a group just because you agree with what they have to say. And we all feel that that's emotional. Um,
3: but, and a pendulum.
0: Yeah. And a pendulum too. Right. Like we talked about like, right. Guilt, duty, and obligation. Those are the things that will keep you in that movement. Even far after you're like, this fucking sucks. Like I should have never got into this, you know, what a lesson this has become. And then that emotion, uh, that's what kind of keeps you continuously moving with that group because they're like pumping you and priming you guilting you saying, you know, you have a duty. You're a bad person. If you leave, you know, these are toxic relationships, exactly the same thing. I mean, we can take it from the micro and, and, and do it to the macro. Like, how do you feel when you watch, uh, I've been picking on CNN a lot, Fox news or whatever. It doesn't matter. Any of the mainstream news, does it feel like you are rejuvenated? Do you feel like your energy is better as a result of that? Or do you feel like you have weaker energy as a result of that? Do you feel like you're being, uh, coerced, right? Guilt, duty, obligation. Those are the things, right? Uh, trying to get people to do things, uh, not, not out of their, if like James said earlier at the beginning. If it's a good idea, you don't have to convince me. Good ideas don't need to be forced and shoved down my throat. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's a good idea, I'll be like, oh, that's a good idea. I think I can figure it out uh, for myself, especially if it resonates and it makes logical sense. Um, yeah. And, 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 and it, blew my, it blew my mind that it could be that way. I didn't know that. I'd never experienced something that felt good and made sense. Until, (laughs) I don't know, or I didn't never notice it, I guess. I never noticed that until, you know, right about then. There was a a couple of times in my life before that where I knew I was going to do something within me. I just was like, I'm going to do that. But I don't know that I really understood or experienced that alignment of heart and mind of both, you know, going uh, into agreement until much, much later in life. And I just want to say, it's not only possible, uh, it, it's, it's the standard, and you deserve to feel that way about every decision that you make.
3: <clears throat> yeah, you know, I'd like to go back to the, the whole triggering thing. Triggers are a blessing to know what we need to work on. If you are being triggered, that means you have unhealed things inside of you, and it's your responsibility to fix that.
2: Exactly.
3: It's endless. You know, there's that's an end of an argument. You need to figure it out, whether if it's self-help, whether if it's therapy, whether if it's a group, some kind of group activity, whether if it's your your religious clergyman. I don't yeah. know what you feel most comfortable with.
2: Here, here. but The reality is,
3: is there is someone to help you through the healing that you need. Right. To to that you're responsible for because I happen to say something you don't agree with. All of a sudden, I got to walk on eggshells. No. You need to find out what's needed to be healed inside of you and heal it. And that doesn't even go for me. You're already freaking out on your family members and people that you work with and all these things because you're not healed. And you're making your environment bad. And you're using your magic on yourself instead of for good. Instead of creating something positive in this world. And you know the rest of the world does not need to succumb to your fear. Heal yourself. Address those things. Ask yourself the tough questions
2: here, here. Pull those projections back to yourself. I always tell people, you spot it, you got it. Uh, (laughs) The good and the bad and the ugly and and the majorly fucked up. And uh, I I had an experience one time at a college campus where uh, another thing, another lecture gone to hell about the masculine feminine. And just before that, the person that was speaking before me was advocating for four and five year olds to uh, be able to choose their genders right and i'm thinking hmm okay now i was triggered and i remember sitting there going okay what is happening here the top of my head is fucking burning i want to like shake this person and i i pulled back I worked through my stuff and then here I am and I'm told right away, they didn't like my tone. I was too direct and that I was talking down to these young college students and that I needed to be more appropriate and be more inclusive, (laughs) And I'm thinking, hmm. So I went, wait, so you're telling me that i'm talking down to these people who are college students freshmen and sophomores okay supposedly grown-ups and yet you had somebody advocating for four and five-year-olds to pick their genders like i was confused and i just sat there uh or stood there thinking i don't know what to do and i went you know i'm stumped and it broke the ice they all started laughing because i was making a fool out of myself because i did not know what the hell to do with this tough triggered crowd because i was so offensive in speaking directly to them so by self-deprecating myself it it was like they could relate to me i guess what do you think about that (laughs) I've always been curious about that, you know? And I had never spoken about it with, with anybody else because it was so perplexing. It's like, what the fuck just happened here? I notice sometimes in
1: relationships when you, uh, the tendency or, or in certain situations to do the self-deprecation deprecation first, to put that out there, to just get that off the table, mm. so then they can't come at you. And then it's like... <clears throat> It's not even intentional, but it's like internal. Like, I'm just going to put, say all the things that you think about me. And I know that you think I'm this, this, and this, and even almost go expand like on it. And then it like frees up that energy of that. So then the real like meat can can go, if that makes sense. Yeah.
3: Mike Mike Kiba says, I wouldn't let a four-year-old pick his socks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Go. Awesome,
1: <laughs> but it's also not necessarily a healthy thing at all, either because it's we shouldn't be. I, I mean, I, like, shouldn't be doing that because it's also minimizing your power in a way, too, by being self self-deprec- deprecating for someone else. I can't say the word, but you're doing it for it's all for someone else. You're minimizing your truth, your power, your voice, yeah. Yeah. your sovereignty, your authority and your embodiment as a god because yeah. you want to make them more comfortable so that they receive
2: your bigness
3: better. Well, yeah. oh, you just well, said I the key word. I oh. up in
2: the air. I threw my hands up in the air. And I go, well, what the fuck? I don't know what to say. I don't mm-hmm. know what to say. Tough crowd, you know.
3: <laughs> you said the key word, and it's comfort. Everybody's mm-hmm. running around thinking everything's supposed to be comfortable, and we're all supposed to just be living – no, you know what? Growth is not comfortable. Life is not comfortable, and the more comfortable you are, the less growing and less healing you are doing. And, and you know, comfort is not the name of the game in life. If you look around this rock, comfort is not what this is all about.
0: It's true, yeah. And you know, <clears throat> back back to that t- uh, tiff. You know, when we overgive like that. <clears throat> That's not the, that's not the heart doing that. Like the heart's actually really selfish back to the paradox, right? Like the paradox of, of being a single living individual being, but we're all part of the one whole, Right. But I can't control you. Right. Like I don't make your body move unless I'm like throwing down a a hot beat or something. You know, I control me. I, I own me. I own my, all my stuff. Right. And you own all your stuff. And so that paradox is is kind of funky because you, you come into this world to have a specific experience to learn your soul lessons. If you spend that whole existence trying to help somebody else learn theirs, you probably fucked them up and you missed out on yours. Hmm. So it really comes down to giving yourself the attention and the nourishment as an individual being to learn the lessons that you came here to learn. And there's nothing wrong with helping people or uh or or being generous or 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 doing charity work or any of that, but if it comes at a cost to yourself and you're not coming from a place of abundance, you can't give what you don't have anyway and it's that's that's another one of those you know paradoxical things. We are each individual here and yes, we're all connected, but you can't just lay that excuse up there And then, you know, expect people to just like, jump or what, like, do whatever you say, because we're all one, right? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Um, If we were all one, then um, one person could eat a sandwich, and I would be full. But I'm pretty sure that's not how that happens. So, um, you know, understanding that and separating the physical reality from the mental reality, you know, understanding that, yeah, it's all part of the same thing, but we're playing this role, this individual, uh, you know, uh, experience, we're each having our own, that's okay. We're allowed that. And so is everybody else. You know, that's really, I think what sovereignty is all about.
1: But when it comes to the, like this, the, this, the shadow and like that healing really internal work, uh, when you do the work, you do affect the all because each encounter each relationship, each each person that you interact with, when when you've begun, when you're diving deep, and you're continuing to self reflect and stay in that place of your own discomfort, making other people uh, look at things just a little bit differently, we are in in healing the self, healing the world, you know, in a in a small minute way, and then even into like you know it growing because. If we weren't doing this, if we weren't each individually in our own sovereignty, being sovereign, then um, and doing this individual work, then we'd all be in a way different place right now because they would have gotten what they wanted, you know, a year ago, two Mm. years ago, six months ago, like whatever it would have. But because we're doing this work, uh, we are, in effect, changing and the unity, you know, the consciousness elevating it.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. It's by, it's by each of us doing our own work that the great work is perpetuated and, and, and moved forward. It progresses when we each individually, you know, begin to do our own, our own work. You know, imagine if you were just running around and everybody was just trying to fix everybody else. How much fun would that be? You know, like nobody's looking at themselves, nobody's doing their thing. They're all just fixing everybody else. Like, you know, the ant that like, you know, gets the goop off your face or whatever. And it's like people just chasing each other around, just annoying the shit out of each other. That's not. <laughs> and know? I like to taste food. I do to
1: eat food. my own food.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. And, and, and you know, that's exactly right. You know, we can't, we can't, we can't accept ourselves and, and rest into our own self-love divinity, awesomeness, sovereignty, uh, or we have to do that first before we can really, you know, send that else out, out there. And we have to be full in order to give It's just, just how it works.
3: You, you know, one of the key things I keep on going back to is the most important thing you can do to fix the world is stretch, meditate and work out. Take care of your body. When your relationship with the world changes, the world changes. You have to put in that self-work. You can't expect a hero. This is so much hero worship in in our mythology and in Hollywood and in stories. The protagonist is not going to save the day. You are the protagonist. You have to do that work. It's your journey. It's why you came here. And you will be fixing the world when you start fixing yourself and not letting every single thing that feels scary control you because ultimately death is life's greatest reward. You live this magical continuation of your cells conguagulant to give you this experience. And when, it's, when you die, it's a relief from all the pain, all the suffering, all of the uncomfortable, because you are you, really living to feel the best parts of this. But you came here to learn some lessons and those lessons aren't learned in in comfort. Those lessons are learned through the fire and you have to, uh, you just have to step into the pain. The pain's never as bad as you think it is.
2: Yeah.
0: That's so good. Yeah. Throw your hat over the fence and start going to get it because, yeah, because that's, I mean, that's really what we need to do. And everybody also, by the way, uh, has the right to be alive and to live and to exist, you know, again, as long as they're not uh, you know, hurting anybody else. Right. That's so simple. Uh, but that's really important to remember, right? Like it doesn't matter, uh, where they came from or how big their nose is. They all have the right to exist just as much as you, uh, and just as much as me, uh, and on and on and on. So, you know, so beware of that kind of stuff too, because, um, you know, the idea of, you know, solipsism or, uh, or NPCs, right? That certain souls need to be recycled in the abyss. That's not for you to decide. Maybe that is true. I don't fucking know, but it's not for us to decide. It's like us deciding, you know, what lives and what dies. Like that's not. What
1: what is this NPC? I know nothing of it. Zero point.
0: What? No, I'm glad you asked. No, there's an idea that uh, there are people in our reality that are non-participating characters. That's what that stands for. Oh, yes. Oh, it's from God. a video yeah. game it's like a, a video game person mm-hmm. in, that Cannon only has a the script they can only say this so much stuff and then like a dream
3: character it's
2: yeah. a mannequin, <laughs> the yeah. The mannequin. It's Laura man. yeah. yeah okay exactly. got it yeah exactly, right. exactly.
3: And like it goes back to uh Vedum zealand let people oh. be who they are so you can be yeah. who you are right exactly. and this Lovely is why I, I won't force people to their sovereignty but it's my duty to show you where that door is. I ain't going to kick you through it. If you don't want to go through it and you want to live an unhealthy lifestyle and you want to be unhappy, stay on this side of the door. I, I don't I, My beliefs in my life doesn't require you to be sovereign. So, you know, if you want to live in, in, in discomfort for the rest of your life, sure. Just keep on eating the status quo pudding. Get in there. <laughs> School's good. Politics are good. But none of those people have your best interest in mind. You have to.
1: I know Fox is not going to be in regular school beyond this little second grade, first grade, <laughs> second grade, and then we're we're like back to back to the alternative things where they're teaching the hero's journey and they're building forts out and um, you know talking about meditation and how to be like a human in society and how to be sovereign. You know, that's the, that's the new, that's what's happening. That's what, that's what I want. My- Why do I
3: sign up for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: over Austin, but they're, it's convoluted right now to, to do that. But, um, but yeah, they're, they're popping up because people are, are another way creating community, connecting, getting together, being outside, like the whole, the thing of like bus life. There's so many communities everywhere where people are get, ga- and it's all over this area at least. And I know other places, but definitely within this region and this Austin, this like greater Austin area, I go to South Austin, there's a community, there's buses, there's, a house with like all this land and there's all these different homes there and everybody has a different thing to offer and then they're getting together and they're talking about the great reset and the kids are all playing and so-and-so's growing mushrooms so and so is gr- doing this and they're talking and, and we're, then they're jamming by the campfire at night looking up at the stars nobody's watching tv unless it's like intentional and and you know but it's like the community thing so then the schools they're creating these schools for children because they're like, no, we want to be a participatory and we want to, we don't want them being schooled by the government. Like that's, that's why I wasn't going to put him in a regular school, but I'm like, first and second grade, what, you know, he'll, he's going to color and, and, and learn a little bit about being with other children. Cause I've had him on the road for years, but like, dude, it's happening. It's happening a lot. People really are like, no, We're done with with this and we're just going to create our own thing and it's really cool and then it's even doing bartering and energy exchange like all right you want to you want your kid to go here for school we have to pay for it and you can't let's say you don't want to afford to pay well then what can you teach what do you have to offer an energy exchange for it's like kind of going back to like back to the new it's like the the ancient future is what it feels like, you know. And,
0: past. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there it is. You're
1: still,
3: still but like no, that's right.
0: I love that. Ancient future. That's great. Yeah. It's we are ancient technology. We really are. And mm-hmm. we're just really discovering what we're capable of, you know. Just like I said, with the breath work alone alone, not to mention some of the other stuff. is like holy shit. You can oxygenate your own cells. You can get high from breathing which sounds mm-hmm. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it oh my God, who would want that? Um, but no, you really can. Like you can oxygenate and heal your body just by breathing in certain ways. And it's, it's so simple. It's like the obvious is so unseen, you know. Um, <clears throat> but wow, what a great conversation. Yeah. Sovereignty. We, you own yourself. You own yourself. Uh, you own your habits, your behaviors, your... You are in charge of your thoughts. You're in charge of how you react. Reaction is creation. So the more that you can own yourself and be present in the moment and control your reaction, then the better you're going to do uh, overall, right? And that's part of that triggering stuff, right? Again, like separating ourselves, giving ourselves some space, and running it not just through here, but also through here. It should uh, it should go all the way, make it which makes sense, and it should feel good. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm done ranting for now, but <laughs> does anybody else have, have anything? I, this is a passionate topic for me because it really, it really did change my life. Uh, and I, I'm so I'm, I'm forever grateful. I, it sucked to feel that helplessness that, that aloneness of like, Oh damn, I'm, I'm just dumb. Like I just don't know, but You know, over some time, couple of years, uh, maybe three or four. uh, By that point, I had so many more tools, also, and I was able to cobble those together with the spiritual tools. And so that's the beauty: is to take like the heart, like let's say that's the spiritual sort of organ, and then the brain is the the you know the physical organ, right? It's like this this thing that's connected to this this three D world that we live in, and they can actively work together in, in harmony, in unison. That is a possibility. Not only that, but once you do that once, it, it, you just you don't ever want to not do that, right? And being congruent and in alignment to your true self. Um, <clears throat> Even yeah, like, I said I was uh, done ranting, and then I went on for five more minutes. You guys well, got <laughs> hey, it was
1: only playing playing a minute and a half. <laughs> I like. It's not just the heart and the mind, but also like, ha- like. Our cells are alive and are, are also there for us a, as well. And like, I like to think of this as a we and we're, you know, working together and, you know, you know that our, all of us is talking to us. And this compass, this pendulum, this true north is not going to lie to you ever always your best interest when you align to all of it and notice like if you get hot feeling here or if you if you're talking to a certain person or about a certain thing your body will go like i'll notice like i'm talking about something and i'll go touch my throat or i'll touch or or we close up like we physically react and when you start to notice and become attuned to it and aware of it and pay attention to it then you have like this blowing relationship with your cells and your body and, and that's just, you're never alone. And, and it's like a fun way to like fight this battle like together and letting your kind of physical take over and show you the magic that, that is all of this, you know? And, and there's like so much more that can be done by like accessing all of it that we're just kind of using our mind to make ourselves walk, but the cells don't need the mind. If you allow that to step away and just kind of be like, all right, let the hand sort of go where it wants to go. That's a whole nother realm of exploration of Mm -hmm. that. I love that.
3: You know, I, that is really a beautiful, but I would uh, caution that the mind will lie to you. So, you know, you have to learn to get your mind under control. Yeah. But the rest okay. of your body, your yeah. cells, your, yeah, the heart will lie too. The heart so, will you know, alignment, Yeah. Yes. Once um, you're in alignment, you don't have that much uh, misinformation with inside of you. And yes, your cells are alive, just like everything is alive. Then this desk is alive. It's got the same cells, it's got the same atoms. And it's all, you know, your cells are working for you. And they're responding. When they're not responding well, it's because of the environment that they've been put in. And so, it's you know, that environment may be your own toxic mindset. But it's more than likely right. bad air, bad food, bad, you know, bad work environment, whatever. It's not, moving,
1: not moving yeah. the body, letting that energy move out, releasing yeah. it, like strengthening.
3: Hey, and uh, I, would, I just want to say, you know, uh, check out our services at the bottom of the page. Subscribe. And uh, we're going to be doing this every Tuesday, so uh, I hope you guys join us again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Next Tuesday, I'm really excited. We're going to have uh, a, a great chat with some uh, some of my favorite chaps. And I say that because I give these guys I just murder the British uh, like vernacular, and I and they're so patient and kind with me. But both but all these guys, they're all from Great Britain. Uh, and we're going to be on next Tuesday at 2.22 p.m. Eastern time, which is 7.22 across the pond. But we're going to be live streaming across the pond, coaches, coaching, coaches, coaching, coaches with Daniel James, Paul Cope, and Indy Rajpal. Um, Indy was just on the 13 Questions podcast. Uh, it was a great episode. Uh and I don't say that just because they name dropped me a couple of times. It was a legitimately great episode. Indy has one of the most amazing stories of anybody I've ever met in my life. He is a fantastic human being, and uh, and he's incredibly uh, he's he's incredible to. To 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 listen to, and then Daniel has a Prime Life Project. You can check that out on Instagram, Uh, Prime Life Project. He's a he's more of a fitness coach, but uh, he does a lot of mental work and stuff as well. I've talked to him on my podcast a bit on his. And then Paul Cope, who is one of the most brilliant uh, men that I've ever met. He used to be a lawyer for years and years. Now he's a coach. Uh, He wrote a book. Uh, that's awesome. It's about uh, getting to the real root of the problem, uh, the root of all problems, is the name of the book. Uh, and uh, he does an amazing job. He's reframed so many things to for me that are, were so status quo, self-helpy, um, and just been an amazing, uh, an, an amazing resource. And and generally, also those guys are hilarious. That's why they put up with me and my stupid ignorant shenanigans like calling them lads and chaps and shit, you know, <laughs> but I can't help I, it. You know, I can't, it's, in, you know, it's uh, I'm trying to just trying to fit in. Um, <laughs> they're so cool. Um, but Tiff, please tell everybody where they can find your work and what you're working on.
1: Um, So I, my website is embodied soul goddess. I also do little ditties on TikTok, little meaty readings and energy work. I get real weird on there. Um, but what I, (laughs) what I love to teach about and help about is really bringing, uh, the, the light down into the physical form and, uh, and, and appreciating this, and appreciating you know where we are, but I do readings and energy work and uh, and clearings and stuff. But it's kind of like a whole like shebang of the weird with with all of it sort of put together. Um, I did have a question that I wanted to ask. What uh, there's a reason? What song would you say represents sovereignty the most? Hmm. For you guys because I'm going to do a TikTok video with light language for Sovereign B, and I want to
3: I want to like I'm going to break my rusty cage oh, what is it a good one rusty rusty cage by uh Sound Soundgarden garden.
1: okay cool done awesome thank you so much this
0: was wonderful I love Thank time with you me. so much. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so glad. I couldn't wait to ask you to come and hang out with us. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to already before and it, I'm 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 glad we were able to make it happen and we'll do it again for sure. Definitely. Mario West is Kiss on Instagram. She has Love Truth and Beauty on YouTube. Um, and her new uh website looks amazing also love truth and beauty would you mind spelling love, that for everybody maria love
2: love truth and a n d beauty dot com
0: it is not an ampersand <laughs> it's not no, an in with an apostrophe. it's like i believe in you guys i absolutely do i'm gonna put that in <laughs> there right now uh love truth and beauty dot com <laughs> And uh, you can find her also on uh bit and odyssey as well. Right. Is that Dude,
2: cool? odyssey float and float? Uh, One great work network.
0: One great work network. Um,
2: uh, something else too. I cool.
0: Think, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, stick around here. I'll make sure there's links in the show notes for everybody. Uh, and I uh, really appreciate it. I'll also add a couple of links to trivium resources that trivium education Dot uh, com is an excellent, excellent, excellent resource. It's got a ton of stuff on there. So I'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. Uh, James, uh, you want to let people know where they can follow you?
3: Um, currently, I'm not running a website. I'm just uh, you can find me on Instagram at Sonic Portal. And uh, I'm working on a number of projects, which I hope to have out and about and, and functioning by mid the end of June. So. Uh, Keep yourself peeled and keep your eyes peeled. And uh, you can always find me on uh, Blue Collar Mystics.
0: Yeah, bluecollarmystics.org is our website. We are working on an offer. I'm really excited to give more information about that here pretty soon. Give us a week or two and we'll have that uh, hammered out and ready to go. Um, And uh, you can follow me on the ones and zeros at Bootsy Greenwood on all the different social medias. Um, man, there sure are a lot of them. I want to thank, I want to thank content safe again for distributing it because boy, it would be a lot of uploading and, uh, it would be pretty exhausting, but I appreciate it. Everybody. Thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us. Uh, be sure to check back in with us next Tuesday, 2 22 at 2 22 PM Eastern standard time. And uh, from then on out Tuesdays at 9pm. Check us out on Rockfin. There's a Patreon, YouTube and Facebook. Join our Facebook group or our Telegram group or both and uh, connect with us that way. Thanks so much and have a wonderful night.